Good morning, guys. Thanks. Take a seat. Take a seat. Well, 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 well. What a wonderful day. This is a good day. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to take breath. I know here in Naperville it is beautiful outside, and I'm looking forward to getting out there at some point. Welcome in. For you guys who are tuning in, we sure love you. Um, All the time we love you. Thankful that you guys um, tune in with us. Um, This morning I wanted to talk with you about um, what we hear and what we value. Week after week, you see someone standing up here, me or another pastor, and you tune in, uh, let's say, to YouTube and, and watch another pastor or another teacher share the Word of God. But the one thing that we must value above everything is not just the words that that individual is speaking, not, not the words that I will speak, um, but the words that the Holy Spirit is going to highlight to you. It's going to speak to you. See, hearing God's voice is the most important thing. I don't ever want us to get into a position where we think that the person up here just has it all together and is up to, um, let's say, um, entertain or, um, or just be a display of, of, of one who knows it all. Um, that, is, that is so not it. And I think if we have that lens, we, we, we just miss what God wants to teach us, what the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us. See, the point is, like, I can say 99% of the things that, let's say, you don't agree with or I might mutter or, or let's just say don't even make sense up here. But if you can come into the lens of listening to me or listening to any pastor or teacher with just the mindset and the expectation that God wants to teach you, let's just say, just one little thing in that moment, in that hour, then I promise you, that that right there is going to be the difference maker and the advancement in your spiritual walk with him. Okay. So when we were talking with our team earlier this week, I just I asked the question, I said, what, what do we value the most in this house? And under this roof, I want us to value the voice of the Holy Spirit uh, above, above it all. Um, you see, I can just read scriptures to you, and you can hear these words. But if you're not listening to what the Spirit wants to reveal to you in those words, they're just, they're just words, okay? Yeah, they're God's words, and yes, they behold power. But it's the Holy Spirit that will reveal and allow that power to come forth and show itself in your life, show itself to your spirit, okay? Do you guys follow me so far on that? Yeah? Jesus said this, he says, the helper, in John 14, 26, he says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, (laughs) he will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance the things that I've said to you. It's the Holy Spirit that reminds us of the things that Jesus has said. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us and reveals greater truth to us. I can, I can speak the word of God. We can hear the word of God. 
And it's like a seed, Jesus says. And that seed has absolute power. It's the same seed across the board. It's the same words that I'll speak. But someone can be sitting in this chair here and have a little something different than what this person has over here that hears the word. And that person over there can behold something a little bit different than this one or that one. And that that I'm referring to that differs is the soil of the heart. Okay. Jesus talked about this with the parable of the sower. He says in, uh, in Luke chapter 8, verses 9 through 15, uh, we'll just go ahead and read it together. Um, he says, And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Why, why did these guys know the secrets of the kingdom of God, his disciples? Yeah. God showed them. Yeah, he, he showed them, but they had desire. They came to Jesus and they asked him, he said, they said, Jesus, what's going on here? To understand a little bit be, before this, Jesus is talking to many, many people. It was the disciples, the ones that followed him, that came and ha- asked him afterward. They said, Jesus, what, um, what did you mean by that parable? Talk to me. You see, there's that, just that hunger in the disciples that, hey, I want to know more. I, 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 I just want to know a little bit more. Teach me, teach me, Lord. Teach me what you meant by that. And Jesus is like, ah, yes, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But for others, they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. He says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So in other words, the word of God is, is what's planted. What I say when I read scripture, what I teach, what you hear taught on other YouTube videos or through other people talking about scripture, it's, it's the word of God when they're sharing that with you. Verse 12, the ones along the path are those who have heard and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who when they hear the word of God receive it with joy, but those they have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing they fall away. And as for those that fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for the good soil, they are those who hear the word, hold fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. So you have the three different soils of the heart, right? One is a seed that is planted on a path. One that's planted on a rock, rocky ground. One that's planted on thorns. And then the other that's planted on rich, rich soil. These are different conditions of the heart, okay? We want to have that good, rich soil of the heart, that is ready to receive what is being spoken to us. So oftentimes when I say like, hey, what's the Holy Spirit teaching you? What's, 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 what's God speaking to you? What's, what's the Spirit leading you into right now? What's, what, what, what's, what's being revealed to you? When I ask that, it's 
Obviously, one, to get us to expect that God can speak to us and is speaking to us. And that's, I think, probably step one of, of a really good soil of the heart is just to have an expectant heart. Expecting that God's going to speak to you. Expecting that God wants to speak to you. So when I ask these questions, it's like, what is God asking you? What is God speaking to you? It's one for us to expect it. And that positions us to have that rich, rich soil. With this rich soil of the heart, we want to enter into that. And I'll just say it starts with having your heart be expected. But also, we want to have our heart pure. We want to have our heart ready to receive. These are things that make the soil rich so that when the spoken word of God, the implanted word of God, the seed of God enters into our ears and falls down right into here, it's got a place to grow fruit and rise up. This heart that we want to make rich and good, good soil for the word, is also a heart that is just, it's just ready, just ready to receive. A heart that's also ready to use its imagination with God. I know that might scare some people, but I do believe that a heart and a mind that is humble, that is dependent on God, that's ready to use its imagination with God and dream with God is a heart that is properly positioned to be able to receive the spoken word of God. You guys follow me on that a little bit? Jesus said this in Mark 10, uh, 15. He says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter into it. Then he says in Luke 10, 21, in that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, <laughs> Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All those things that I was talking about in regards to just a heart being rich and ready for the word to be implanted in, doesn't it sound like the heart of a child, a, child being, a child's heart just being pure, expectant, ready to receive, humble, just dependent, and again, ready to use its imagination. See, God wants us to think. God wants us to think. (laughs) He wants to speak to us, but he also wants us to think about what he said. Um, I just, you know, I just don't want us to miss it. And I... I just don't want us to miss when he says something that we don't take action onto it. When he speaks, he reveals things to us. He makes something known. And with that, with that revelation, with that revelation, with that making something known, he always wants that to lead unto something. And that unto something is unto a greater experience with him. So God wants to speak to us. He wants us to receive what he's saying so that we can then take that and allow that seed to cultivate in us so that it produces the fruit of, let's just say, a greater experience with him, us knowing him deeper. So like, when we say, let's, let's just 
let's make this, let's give a practical example. When I say what, what God is speaking to you, what, what's, what's he revealing in scripture to you? What, do you? what do you hear the Holy Spirit saying to you? When I say these things and you answer, I want us to take that and meditate on it and expect that he's trying to lead you into something greater than just more knowledge. Okay? So like, let me give an example. Last week, I was sitting here and God spoke to me. He says, what I will, I will sustain. And I spoke that to everybody. At the end of service, I said, I just heard God say, what I will, I will sustain. Some of you may have been meditating on that all week and taking that as something that God wanted to share with you as, let's say, ammunition for the week ahead or the situations that you'll be facing. Some of you were just ready for lunch. When I spoke that word, it wasn't to just like, oh, well, let's sound real spiritual up there. God, what are you saying right now? What, what can I share with them, you know, that sounds super spiritual? That you said something, and well, let's go off on our way now. No, it's, I, I spoke that, and then I was very intentional about meditating on that all week. So it's like, okay, God, well, you gave me revelation. You, you made something known to me, and you made it known to us in that house. How do you want me to take that? Where do you want me to apply that? And I'm going to keep meditating on it until I see it come to pass. And it's just amazing. There's many situations throughout the week where God reminded me of what he had spoken and how I needed to speak that over the situation that I was currently in or over the mindset that I was currently in. And it led me into a greater experience with him, greater confidence with him throughout my day. So I'm not saying that everything I speak is thus says the Lord, but what I am saying is what he reveals to you, he wants, you to lead, he wants that to lead you to, into a greater experience with him. That's that, that's that rich soil. That's the, that's the heart that's ready to receive, expecting to hear a word from God, some wisdom from God, or as we're reading scripture in the morning, ready to, I'm ready to receive God. I'm ready for you to teach me something real time. That I'm not just going to read these words just to read these words, but I want real time. I want you to teach me right now. I'm expecting you to teach me right now. When I read my Bible in the mornings, I have, um, I have a, a mechanical pencil that I take notes with in, 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 uh, in my Bible. And um, that's the case every morning. And, and there's sometimes when I, I leave the room where my Bible sits and the pencil's right next to it, I'll grab my Bible, I'll walk away, and I won't, and I won't grab the pencil. And I'll look back and I'll say, I don't have the pencil on me. And it's like, first thought is, you don't really need it. Just read. The other thought is like, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you're not expecting God to reveal something to you in Scripture that you will need to write down? So I go back and grab the pencil. It's just like a little, just, just that little shift in mindset that like, whenever you pick this up, God's going to reveal something to you. Get a pencil, get a pen, write it down. Not just so that you know more so that you know more of him and that you're more equipped for what's coming. He just, he, he loves speaking to us, but he wants us to be ready for it. He wants us to expect it. And he wants to take what he has spoken 
and he wants to create something with it in us and around us. He wants to display something with the knowledge. Just with us reading and studying scripture is not good enough. Just to have head knowledge of this is not good enough. He wants us to, it to lead and springboard into greater knowledge with him or to display his works. We were in, um, when I was in South Africa um, a couple years ago, I was with some people, and, and God um, shared with, with the group of people, he, he just showed somebody um, just a picture of buildings. They, they gave this person uh, a picture of buildings, these, these, these buildings. And uh, that was revelation from God. Someone got a picture of some buildings. And someone could have just said, God just showed me these buildings. Wow, he just gave you a picture of these buildings. That's amazing. He just gave you a vision. That's awesome. We could have said that. Instead, we said, well, let's see if maybe, maybe he wants us to go find those buildings. So we get in the car and we drive around looking for these buildings that this individual just got a vision of. You see, God gave the vision of the buildings, and we took it, and we wanted to take action on it. So we didn't think it was just good enough that God would give a vision or God would give revelation to something, but it's, what do you want to do with that, God? So we go find these buildings, and while we're driving to these buildings, somebody else thinks that they hear God saying, look for a paisley pattern. Paisley pattern. They, they make this known. They, they say, this might sound really stupid, but as we're driving, looking for these buildings, I, I see a picture of this paisley pattern, and, and God's saying, look for paisley. We didn't just sit in the car and say, wow, that's cool, or that's weird. We said, okay, God, well, I'm expecting that you want to reveal something to us. You want to do something with that, God. There's the next, let's say, clue in our adventure. And so we turn the corner, and we happen to see these buildings that match the vision that this individual got. We, we've been driving for like 20 minutes. And so we see, these build, these, we see these buildings, and then sure enough, walking down the sidewalk right next to these, build, these two buildings was this woman and this older woman and a younger woman. The older woman was dressed in a dress that had a paisley pattern. Like, wow, ain't that something? So I said, well, there's more here. We didn't just drive by and say, wow, God, impressed that you would probably be here. This is nuts. This is cool. Have a great day. No, I said, pull over the car, pull over the car. I jump out the car because I'm like, God wants to do something. So I approached them all excited. I said, they probably thought I was nuts. I was like, how are you guys doing today? I was like, you know, I said, can I pray for you? I said, I just, I know the Lord has led us to be with you right now. I was like, can we, can we pray with you? What's going on? Tell, tell me what's going on. Is there anything that's like heavy on you or anything like that that's weighing on your heart? And uh, the older lady, she had said, well, we're good. She's like, we're good. But, but we did just leave those buildings. Ended up being hospital buildings. So we did just leave my daughter. And she's, uh, she's not in the best shape. She's, she's been in the hospital a couple days. So if you could please pray for her. And we're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
So I, I prayed over uh, her daughter. I prayed peace over the older woman. And, and the younger gal that was with her happened to be her granddaughter. And uh, we prayed for peace there. And, and we're like, wow, what a great God appointment. He sent us to go and minister and to show love to these people. And as we're walking away, one of the people I was with, they said, well, I feel like there's maybe more. And, and I'm like one foot in the car. And I'm like, yeah, there's probably more here. I feel like there might be more too. And so we jump back out the car. And one of the, the people I was with, they said, is there something else going on like physically in, in, in either of you? And I said, yeah. It's like, do you have any like physical problems? Like, is your, how are your legs, your back okay? And no, we're good, we're good, we're good. And I said, how about your, how about, how about your eyes? Are your eyes good? Are, you, are your ears good? You, can you hear okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're like, okay, well, have a great day. Like, maybe that was just it, you know? Just God just led us to you guys supernaturally. It's pretty radical. Have an awesome day. As we're walking away, the younger girl goes, she goes, Grandma, Grandma, she goes, Tell him the truth. She goes, my grandma, she goes, my grandma can't hear in one ear. She goes, she's totally deaf in one ear. And so we're like, whoa, maybe, maybe God has led us to heal her. So I said, well, let's, we're definitely going to pray over you. I said, let me, let me pray over you. And, um, and one of the individuals I was with, I said, why don't you pray over her? Why don't you put your hand right there on her? And so she prays. Um, nothing happens. Um, we pray again, and she puts her hand on her ear, and the woman starts crying, and she says, wow, she's like, I heard crackling while you were praying, and, and I can hear like, a little bit more noise through this ear, and now we're very excited because we see just this momentum of what the Lord's doing, the culmination of God giving us the vision and of the buildings, the Paisley pattern, just the, the boldness to step out and expect God to do something. And, and, and it was just that hunger to expect more. And, and I said, let's pray again. Let's pray one more time. So this person had her hand on her ear, and I put my hand over her ear, and I prayed. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, ear, I command you to be opened up. The woman continues to cry, and she says, I can hear straight through, straight through, straight through. She's crying, bawling. Her ear totally heard, uh, healed. God did not give us revelation that day just to just have more knowledge, not to just get us excited that someone saw a vision. It was unto something. It was unto an experience with him. It was unto showing God's works on earth. Right. So, and and I just want to be honest with you. When I say use your imagination, like what what is? You ever ask yourself, what God? What are you teaching me right now? And allowing your your, your mind to think. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm not clear here. When God, when God told Jeremiah, He says, Jeremiah, what what do you see over there? And Jeremiah. Says, says what he sees, and, and God speaks to Jeremiah the prophet again. He says, Jeremiah, what, what do you see? And sometimes I ask myself that. You can find, I think it's chapter, Jeremiah chapter 18. But sometimes as I'm reading, I just, it's almost like I, 
I hear God asking me, Garrett, what do you see in Scripture right there? What do you see? What are you learning right now? Oh, God, this is what I think, this is what I think I'm learning. Garrett, what, what do you think I'm teaching you right now? Well, Father, I think this is what you're teaching me right now. And I write it down, not just for the sake of good conversation between me and the Father, or just to say that I'm just being obedient, but because I believe it's unto something. Because I know that he has my best interest in mind. I know that he wants to teach me. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, our helper. And he wants to open up our eyes to new things and remind us of old things so that it could be unto something. It could be unto knowing him more. Not just to say I've got more knowledge of the Bible. That would be, I got, it doesn't get us anywhere. This is the living word. This is the living word. The Holy Spirit is what ignites this to become real to you and to reveal personal truths. Things that he wants to show you in this journey of your spiritual walk with him. Um, everybody's got, ooh, yeah, such a good journey, such a good mission, such a, such a good mission. Second um, Corinthians 5, I want to look at this with you. Such a, a wonderful passage um, right here. One of my favorite verses is chapter 17, but we'll, we'll go to 16 um, first, and we'll just get a running start. Um, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, and he says, um, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though once we regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. We, we can't regard anyone according to the flesh. We can't see them as we see them in real time. We have to see them the way that God sees them. Just like we can't just look at the physical life of Jesus because he has now been resurrected to the right hand of the Father. That's who we, that's, that's who we look at now. <laughs> so, in other words... I can't see myself in the mirror as someone who is just merely flesh. I have to look at myself in the mirror to see who God sees, which is the heart of man, the spirit that he has placed inside of me. That's how I have to view myself. And in the same way, that's how I have to view you. I have to see how God sees you. Right? I can't regard you as anything else. I can't look at your flaws. I can't look at your shortcomings. I can't even look at your like, sweet gifts and like, put you on this pedestal out here. I have to just see you how God sees you. In verse 17, this is how he does see us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, he explains it here, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. 
Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Okay, so we're a new creation, and we're a new creation because through Jesus Christ, God reconciled the world back to himself. There is now peace found between God and man through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ now allows you to be entered into this new life, a life which now beholds spirit. So you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Your shortcomings, your failings, um, just places in the mind where evil thoughts and desires used to rest and a heart that was just not totally right and pure, God says, I've I've given you something new. You're a new creation now. And it's through Jesus Christ that I did that. And he says, this is the kicker, though. (laughs) In the same way, well, he, he gave us that ministry of reconciliation. He gave that to us. He gave us the same ministry that Jesus had, the ministry of reconciliation. The Passion Translation says the ministry of opening the door to God. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, what, that's the ministry that God gave you in Jesus Christ. He gave you the same ministry that says, yeah, I'm going to help open the door to God. So that's why when I speak up here, it's not like Garrett, Garrett or, or any other pastor or teacher that you, you would watch or listen to. But it's like, let them, let us open the doorway to God. Like, what, like I said, 99% of what I'm saying may not apply to you. And you're only latching on to one thing. And I just desire that, that one thing would just lead you right to him. Lead you to know him more. That's like we were saying the other week. It's like um, traffic control people. It's just like, you know, they're like this and like... Come this way. Come this way. Just, just direct you to him. But this is the ministry that we now have. We are now a part of bringing people to God. And that's going to look very, very, very different in all of us. And it's not just at church. It's throughout your whole life, okay? It's through work. It's through your conversations at the park. It's through conversations at dinner. It's through conversations when you're on a walk and you come in contact with strangers. It's everything that we now are as a new creation ought to lead them and point them to God. So when someone calls you and they have a problem, we ought to be speaking hope. We ought to be speaking life over the situation. We ought to be speaking some of the things that we've heard God say to us, some of, the, some of the promises, some of the things he's revealed to us in Scripture. Those same words of life, we ought to be speaking those to somebody else too. That's just bringing them closer to him. That's just bringing them into a deeper relationship and experience with him. That revelation that we've received as we follow Christ in our own personal walk, we use that as fuel and the experience. We use that as fuel to bring others into that same level of truth, that same level and understanding of love and grace. Like I said, it looks different um, between all of us. What I do in my life is going to look drastically different uh, in detail compared to the way that God desires to reconcile the world to himself in Christ through you now. Okay? In Jeremiah 1 through 5, God tells Jeremiah this. He says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah then says, he says, Then, then I said, uh, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Don't say I'm only a youth. For to all whom I send to you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. God tells Jeremiah, he says, I formed you in the womb. And before that, I, I knew you. Like I knew all about you. I knew about your weaknesses. I knew about the strengths that I've designed in you. And then he says, then I, and, and I, I consecrated you. To, to consecrate just means to set apart for holy use. And then he says, then I, and I appointed you then. So you have God who's formed us. You have God who's known us, known everything about us. It's like he chose us. So he made us, and out of everything, he chose you. And then what he did was he set you apart for holy use. Oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to use this one. And then he sent it out. He sent it out. He sent you out. And you're thinking to yourself, like Jeremiah, that doubt of me, but I'm just, a youth. I'm, I'm, I'm just in my youth. Such was the mindset of many. Abraham thought he was too old. David looked too small. Moses didn't think he spoke the best. The disciples, uneducated men. And Jesus, people regarded him as just a carpenter. But yet God takes individuals with a heart like rich soil and uses them for his glory. He wants to speak to us. And he wants to speak to us so that it can bring a greater experience in your personal life as to who he is, how much he loves you. But it's also to bring people into that greater experience with him as well. Just like all these guys. All the people we read about in scripture. God has worked through them. He's revealed himself to them so that now others get to grow closer to God. And so, don't for one second think that God won't speak to you. What I'm asking you is to be very expectant that he will. When you take your Bible, take a pen, take some paper, grab your phone, open up the app, note, the note app, and just just start plugging away what you think God is teaching you. Ask yourself, God, what are you teaching me? And I want you to hear the words of the Spirit say to you, what do you think I'm teaching you right now? And I want you to write those things down. What do you think I'm showing you right now? When you walk into a room, what do you think needs to happen in here? 
When you're talking with somebody on the phone, what do you think they need to hear right now? What do you think I would say over them right now? And be bold to speak that. Be bold to speak. I want to pray. God, I just love you so much, and I'm so thankful, Father, for your, your love for us and how you've desired to, to just teach us, God. And may we just value your voice so much, Father, so much more above everything, that, um, that we would be a people that are found, that walk with you, talk with you, commune with you through the Spirit of Jesus Christ that you've given us, God, that we would just display your love um, in real time in the different ways uh, that you desire to work through each of us, uh, despite weaknesses, despite our shortcomings that we have, Father, that you would prove yourself so strong. So I pray, Father, for the ears uh, of each of us um, to just open up, God. Um, Our hearts to be like that heart of a child that um, are just so ready to receive... um, (laughs) God, I just thank you for what you're going to do through this message and, uh, and just the work of the Holy Spirit and the hearts that hear it, God. So I just thank you for that, and I'm expecting, God, for great fruit to yield through these words spoken. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen.